Greenwood is about... Oh, even to say that. Greenwood, I'll have to say, based on what he's done this season, is a better goal scorer. But when I'm looking at all-round game, all-round game, I'll take Martinelli, I'd say he has a better all-round game. That's good. But when we raved and ranted about Arsene Wenger's amazing football play, like how we used to play with Nasri, the Fabregas and all that, what was our fault? Our fault was that we didn't have the open quality to get players yeah, that Chelsea yeah. and Man United did. I, the I, reason I why I said that is... Billy. No, for sure. Uh, big man. And big man, listen, I remember not long ago we were having debates about Urzul versus KDB. And now, 100%. Now, 100%. those discussions we are long gone. Long gone. Absolutely. <laughs> Eyes on the ball. Eyes on the ball. We're back once again. Got a fire episode for you guys. Um, obviously the Premier League season is over. Very interesting season, and um, we've done a little Chelsea roundup, courtesy of Daniel, a few of his pals, and now we're doing an Arsenal one. We got um, couple guys in the building, full time Arsenal fans, and um, go on, go on, lads, introduce yourselves. Uh, I'm Bissy, aka J. Long time Gunnar, Dahad Gunnar, come on here to represent the team. It's Jay and Gunnar, Jamal, Jay and Gunnar, Gunnar for life, Dahad Arsenal fan, come on. And you hear Gunnar since day, as long as I remember. Arsenal till I die, bleed red all day, every day. <laughs> come on. Lex here, Lex here, Lex here, you can call me big man, Arsenal fan. Just about. Call me the anti-Arsenal. <laughs> trust me. Trust me. Just about. Just about. Just but, um, about. Yeah, lads, happy to have you on the pod. Um, definitely been an interesting season for Arsenal. You know, a lot of ups and downs. But um, let's just start with um, your thoughts on the season as a whole. Just, you know, the um, eighth place finish. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, you know, you already yeah, yeah. Yeah. Finished, um, yeah. You know, you did get an FA Cup um, early knockout in um, the Europa League. But um, yeah, man, just talk to me about um, the season as a whole. We'll start with this, innit? Uh, for me, I think the season was a decent season, basic season. It was below par for Arsenal, but from what I expected in the beginning, leaving with the FA Cup trophy, kind of... I wouldn't say it cancelled out all the L's, but it kind of put a smile on my face at the end of the season. It shows that we're sort of making steps in the right direction. Can't really complain. Obviously, next season, I'm expecting a lot more. But as a whole, it was just a basic season for me. I'd say it was a poor season. Uh, I wasn't expecting much after Emery got sacked. FA Cup trophy was more relief, like I said to you, big man, and, and Darren was chatting. Um, but yeah, I, I'll take it on the chin as a season for change. And from next year, I'm expecting things to kick on again. But it was all right. I like hotel. Uh, Manny? Yeah, um, like Jamal said, it's been a dead season. Not much to write home about. Like, we could kind of see it coming from the end of last season, the way that Emery was playing, but people wanted to give him some more time and he just ruined it <laughs> completely. <laughs> but silver lining, we got Arteta in. And I think that the expectations are a bit lower for him, which I think is a good thing, you know, obviously being a new manager and that. 
and things have changed a bit, you can see more of a system than before. So I'm happy about that. But overall, a poor season. We needed the FA Cup just to qualify for Europe. But it came back home and it was our trophy. It's been our trophy. It's back there. So it's nothing to write home about. But thank God for that. Big man? Just piggying back off of what everyone else is saying. Poor season. I don't think it was a great season at all. We finished eighth place. Not a season to remember. We also finished below our rivals, Tottenham. Which also is not another good sign as well. Need to see some improvements, if I'm honest with you. Got the FA Cup, of course we win that. 14th time, nice little win. Am I happy about that? Not really. Am I impressed? Not really. But it's 14th FA Cup, win the Europa League next season. Same old, same old. We're back there next season, as we were for the past three years. Let's see what happens. Welcome back to the Europa League, man. Hopefully you man can get Champions League football um, in the near future. And it'd, it'd be nice Hopefully. to see Aubameyang, you know, kick, kick a ball in the Champions League for us. No doubt. No doubt. But, um, let's move on to, to you man's golden boy. Someone that is, um, you know, he's loved within the fan base. Uh, obviously, future looks bright. Uh, Mikel Arteta, you man, just give me your thoughts on what he's done and, um, you know, his prospects moving forward. This... With, well, with me, obviously, all I can say is I'm happy. I'm happy in sort of what I'm expecting from him. I feel like he's going to bring in a certain style of play, a change to the style of play, and I'm just looking forward to it. All I can say is I'm optimistic. I can't really talk about what's been done because not, not much has really been done. We've just got the FA Cup and finished eighth. But going forward, I'm just excited to see what he can bring to the style, isn't it? Jamal? Well, as, as Bissy said, um, it's about style of play for me. That's what Emery didn't really have. Uh, when we're looking at other young managers, I don't want to, you know, go directly there. But when we're looking at Oli, for example, he's getting a lot of praise. But I, I like Arteta because he's bringing that style of play. You can see what he's trying to do. But not only that, off the pitch as well, he seems very um, affirmative. If a player's not going to do what he wants, he's out of the side. Um, he only wants the transfers in that. You know, he, he wants, not the ones that the board want. And he's, he's obviously, from, from recent news, we know he's going to have more of a hand in those. Um, but as Lex said as well, the FA Cup that he won isn't a sign for me of, oh, Arteta is a great manager. But I think the manner in, in which he had to do it, beating Manchester City and with a clean sheet, going and beating Chelsea after falling uh, uh, or maybe expecting a loss in that final. So I think things are only up with Arteta and, and a bit of time and a bit of financial backing. I think he's the right man. Money? Yeah, like I said, it's probably the best time for him to come because his expectations are on the floor after Emery just decimated the team. So I'm not expecting too much. And obviously, he's a new manager in that. So at the beginning, there were a bit like I had a few problems with the way he was playing, especially like, with some of the substitutions he'd make and the times that he would make them. But he's learning, learning on the job quite quickly, which I like. And he already has a principle and an ethos about the way he plays, which you can see, like, within, what, seven months, unlike what we've seen with predecessors. So I like that. Um, like I said, I think he's probably his best performance so far has definitely been that Man City game for me, especially that the uh, first goal. I could see what he was trying to do there, which is it's great to actually see an attacking identity within that. 
So hopefully the board backs him with a few signings that actually fit in with what he wants. I'm glad to see that there's some restructuring in the back room as well, which is hopefully like give him a bit more power and see his vision like fulfilled in a sense. And yeah, it's like the FA Cup was good. It was nice to see us win a trophy, but there's a lot of work to be done. It's still early days. Max, um, big man. Uh, to me, I'm 50-50 with Arteta. Because let's be honest with ourselves, we have to look at it from this perspective, boys. Do we like Arteta? Yes. Can he change the club? Yes. Is he changing the culture? Of course he is. But we have to look at other statistics as well. Do I really think they're going to overcome City? No. Do I really think they're going to overcome Liverpool? No. I don't think they're going to overcome Chelsea. And I potentially don't think they're going to overcome United. So that's already top four taken away from the situation. Then you've got the Tottenham, the Tottenham's, you've got the Everton's, you've got the Wolves and stuff. I think next season, that's where it will be around, like around that area, fighting for those positions, fighting for those areas. The FA Cup, yeah, he won it, the way he done it, the man of the way he done it against Man City, okay. But then you can argue the fact that he just came from Man City. He knows their playing styles, he knows what they're doing, he knows how they play against Arsenal. So he knew how to beat them, if I was honest with you. With the guys that he's brought in, I don't know. I'm still questioning it. He's brought in William. He's been there for 14 years now. He's passing on now. He could have brought in someone a bit younger. He could have probably brought in someone that we really needed instead of someone that we wanted. Um, With Arteta, his playing style's nice. Is it something that I'll go for? Because when it goes wrong, what are we actually all going to say about him? But for now, uh, do you know what I mean? He's got himself at FA Cup. He's only been there six months, so I'm not going to fully judge him. But I'll just say to everybody, let's just slow it down. As I always say, pump those brakes. Pump it all the way. And let's see what's going to happen next season because we've got a whole 38 game next season where he has to play Liverpool twice. He has to play Man City twice. He will have to play Man United, this new Man United twice. He has to play Chelsea, the new, new, new Chelsea twice. He has to play Tottenham twice. Nice. And let's what see what think- happens there. What makes you think um, he can't compete with United next season? And Tot- uh, not, yeah, because yeah, United the way I look at with the way I look at with United and Chelsea, had it had been United and Chelsea that finished first and second, I would say Arsenal they should be top four next season without a fail. Had it had been them, but I'm looking at Man City and Liverpool, they're clear of us anyway. So then we've got Man United and Chelsea. Of all the players that we see out there and in the world, who would rather they come to? They would rather come to Man United, if not Chelsea. They will probably look at Arsenal in the state. So that means we have to we have to use our knowledge and awareness and get players of quality that you know of a cheap quality that you know can blend into Arsenal well. Can they beat that with Chelsea, who are over going to overspend and get the best of the um, the best of the best? Are they going to beat a Man United? That's going to get the best of the best. Because Man United are still top three in the world. Not obviously in quality, but in expenditure, I'm sure, stuff like that. They're still top three in the world. So, it doesn't matter. United, what... And he, he got four. And he beat that Chelsea and got a point off them. Beat he him beat that United. Too. He beat that United when United... That was before United went on this this absolute crazy run where they're scoring more than the, the fabulous front three of Liverpool, were they not? So, and if they do bring in, let's say, a Sancho, obviously, we're not going to talk too much about Man United, but if they bring in these quality players, are are, Man, are Arsenal going to be able to compete with them? I'm not even talking about just playing them one-on-one. Are they able to inject the fear into teams 
that we've lost because no one fears Arsenal the way they used to fear us. Coming to Emirates, it's probably like an easy, easy. If someone sees on their schedule they got Emirates next week, they're not really fussed about it compared to the way they're fussed about the other clubs that I just stated. Exactly. Well. And so the truth know. is, you, man, I just don't think you, man, have the ambition to improve exactly. as much as the other teams, if you get what I mean, Jamal. Like, I get it. I get it. Look, I get it. His, his ethos, his, his playing style, his culture change and all that. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing to look at. But what are we really, really looking at here? Are we really looking at a team that is just going to have a great, good team that's going to, you know, compete sometimes? And I'm not talking about compete for the league. Compete sometimes for the top four here and there seasons, you know, have some fabulous I, I I, moments where I think we I play some fabulous yeah. football. But I want to hear what the rest of the gonna really have to say. Are we going to really go though. that far? Yeah. No, I was going to say, but... I, I know Arteta will have... More uh, greater ambition than that. That's the thing, like that. Mm. That's what really it, what my well, it whether, whether the club does it really matter what it. ambition Arteta has? That's what it's it's the club, you, it? yeah, yeah, it's down to timing as well. You know, you know why I would I say it's so. down to timing. It's... Timing of what? Yeah, go on. It's depending on how long they're ready to wait as well, fam. Because obviously next season. It will be quite a big ask to be Arsenal to be competing straight. Obviously, that's what we expect mm-hmm. as Arsenal. But, gee, these lot have made the signings. Chelsea have made the signings. United are already on track. Exactly. Um, exactly. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a waiting I, I, game. It's a I, I wouldn't even say so because what I think it's been proven in the past is that it's great to have the great players on the pitch and the expensive players on the pitch. Um, it's great to have them all there. But if you haven't got them playing in a specific way, if you haven't got them um, doing the things that you want them to do uh, in terms of structure of the club and, and, and just... I think the point I'm trying to make is having those expensive players there that you know are great players in your eleven doesn't necessarily mean okay now you're gonna yeah I think that's true. Do, do you get but what then I mean? again, we we can say, yeah. about, we can say the same about we can say the same about Arsenal fam. All of them that's are unproven. Yeah, and yeah. Arteta's yeah. unproven, yeah, exactly. Oli's unproven, that, that, Lampard's but unproven. That's why, but that's why who I'm do who do you fancy more considering the amount of resources? That is backing them. Exactly. From a resources point exactly. of view, absolutely, I, I, I'll go with Chelsea. And that. my argument to you, Jamal, Jamal, my argument to you is this, is that back in the day when we used to rave about, because obviously Artes' playing style is amazing, good, I'm not going to say greater than ours, that if they have a problem, they will fix it within a season. Ours will probably take about two, uh, three seasons of fixing. I, I, I disagree. I'm with Manny on this, no. in, in disagreeing, because I think it was, the, the problem wasn't the Oakland player we were attracting with Arsenal Wenger's last year. I think it was the defence. We needed um, a CDM and I think for like 10 years. We needed a CDM, good. we needed a proper centre-backs. People, I've but we had Arsenal no fans. money. I've seen, I've seen Arsenal fans True. that are raving. But we had no money, about, guys. Oh, one second, one second. I've seen Arsenal fans raving about Mertesacker Saka and Koscielny was our best centre-back partnership of the last how many years. That that in itself, that speaks wonders. Whereas Koscielny and uh, Finnish Mertesacker what we're mm-hmm. raving about as Arsenal fans. Instead of going and spending money on three bit part players in the squad, uh, for example, I don't know, uh, three bit part players, whoever they may be in the squad, why not go and put that money together and get a 40 million centre-back who you know can come in and do the job for you? And and even taking away from going and buying a centre-back, Arteta, in seven months, players that Gary Neville called uncoachable, has, he has managed to... Not, I won't say brick wall at all, no, but he's managed to shore up that defence on a mad level. And, and I think that's... You have but to give j- some credit. But Jamal... Mad but level Jamar, to argue stretch, that... Jamar. Mad level, man. Exactly, and to argue that... Clean sheet against the Man City that last season... Yeah, hold on. 
to argue that, firstly, the Man City um, talk is because Arteta was at Man City. He understood United's how they played. So when we say clean sheet at Man City, clean sheet at United, we beat Man United last season 3 0 with Unia Emery. Do you remember that game? Yeah. We beat him 3 0, 2 0. 2 0, 2 0. My bad. Yeah. We beat them 2 0 last season with Unia Emery. That's another clean sheet. We don't want to talk about that. But hey, you don't think we're defensively better? I think we went through a stage where we're playing well undefeated like we did last season when we went 22 games unbeaten like we did uh, the season before in Arsenal Wenger's yeah. okay what about Arsenal Wenger's last season when we went 18 unbeaten uh, it's not about, about unbeaten like, unbeaten isn't my question my, my question is have we improved defensively over Mikawa Tata in the last six months and I think we have I think players, we have to, to do that to do that with Socrates's and David Luiz's and Mustafi's. I think you have to give the man some credit. So if now we are gonna go in and get a Gabriel, oh, what's the example, ceiling with those guys though? Yeah, exactly. That's, what, that's where exactly. the recruitment that's comes the in. But those players haven't got this. They, they have, they're not. Good. I wouldn't say those are great defenders, and yet he but, still managed to improve that defense. So if you're gonna bring in Saliba guys, and Gabriel's and a DM, for example, potentially like a party, then of course it's only gonna get better. So but, I think there's but guys, the reason why I say that the tough. reason why mm. exactly and the reason why I said that that's a bit un, like that's that's I disagree and I'm 50-50 with that is because we are talking about next season. What you guys are basically explaining is explaining Arsenal how they're gonna look in the future. I'm looking about next season, and next season Chelsea will have money to buy some players, Man United have money and they will buy some players. We're already away from Man City and Man, and Liverpool. That's already four teams I'm saying, guys. Four teams. We start, and I haven't even worried about Tottenham yet, even though I should be worrying about them. Wolves, mm-hmm. they're still there. Leicester are still there. That we're still what, talking what, about money. That's what I'm money. I don't think money Take all, necessarily means. I'm as saying much. okay, but coaching style, coaching style. Chelsea have a better defense than us. They have been had, having a no, better, better defense. No, they don't. Not, no, they don't. Season, whoa, whoa, not this whoa, season. Not this season. Not this season. Not this season. The past four or five years, are Chelsea not? But we're going on this year. It's Frank enough? Lampard. He's the new manager. He's the new. It's the, it's the new. We're talking about the new Chelsea. With okay, the new so if you're going on this season, if you're going on this season, you're talking about players that you're saying uncoachable. They're probably aren't they going through something? As some people might say, just a stint where you'll say that they're playing well right now. But we all know who they really are. We said that about a bunch of players. They're playing well right now, but we all know who they really are. When, no, when you know, when dust settles <laughs> and everything, Mustafi. you know what I mean? Yeah, we exactly. know who they that's, are when that's the dust settles. That's exactly my point. We know that they're, they're not the best defenders, and yet he still manages to get a good defense out of them as a system, as a team. With defense, not just not, I'm not just saying defense in terms of the back five have been playing, but number one, changing to that back five, recognizing that these players aren't going to do as well in a back four. Number two, recognizing that you know what, we need to start defending from the front. The first man needs to start. How many goals have we got in this season from from pressing the goalkeeper, defending from the front, and then having that those those banks of, of the midfield bank and the defensive bank? And well, you know what you were looking at, Art- you know what you were looking at with Arteta. You were talking about, oh yeah, how we've got defensively good. Yeah, that's all fair and good. But we also went about. I think I'm not. I wouldn't know because I can't say the numbers. But it's definitely over ten games where we won about two, and the rest of them were draws. Next season. I'm sorry, because you guys are saying that, yeah, defensively good and all this, defensively sound. We can't be looking like we can't be getting those type of points when what I'm trying to say is teams like Man United and Chelsea, who had a ch- who had a transfer ban, are going to improve their teams 1,000%. They're going to, Chelsea have already started improving their team. They're going to improve their teams 1,000%. And what I'm trying to say is, are you sure that Arsenal, 38 games, not 
a couple games here and there where we show our class, 38 games, we're going to provide a better statistic and stats that will make us, like, you know, prevail above those teams. I don't think so. I do not think so. And I'll tell you why. Because that's the number one question. Because I don't believe that we've got the right defensive system. We cannot be relying on an 18 or 19-year-old Saliba to come to the Barclays. No, I'm saying Barclays, sorry. The Premier League and show us what he's worth. Uh, even the 20 million Gabriel, they're both coming from League R. I'm not saying, okay, I don't really like League R, but let's just be real about ourselves. Any other league other than the Premier League is a tough league. To come to the Premier League, I mean, no, any other league other than the Premier League, you know what I mean? People look at the Premier League as one of the toughest leagues in the world. Like, to, for these lot to come to the Premier League and then you're putting all the pressure on them to improve the squad. I don't know, guys. We'll talk about next season. If you're talking about future, I'm with you. I'm on your back. I'm all the way with you. But we are talking about next season and I'm not sure Arsenal are there. All right, let's touch on some other stuff. Um, it's still Arteta-orientated, but um, just, you know, a few of the decisions that you made regarding a few players. Firstly, I want to get you, man's thoughts on the Ozil situation because, you know, highest-paid player at the club, couldn't get game time, you know, um, once probably your... No, he was your best player. You know, great player, one of the best players in the league now. Can't get a sniff. Just, um, we'll start with Manny. Just give, give me your thoughts on the Ozil situation. I think there was recent news as well about, um, he said that he um, he didn't feel we got approached the right way in terms of, um, you know, negotiating down his deal. And, uh, yeah, he had an interview. So, just give me your thoughts, Manny, on that situation. Yeah, so, yeah. so, for me, there's no bad, bad blood between me and my Ozil. Like, personally, I understand in a way, like, his decisions and what he has to do in terms of, like, his pay and all of that kind of thing. At the end of the day, this is a job, and It's like every other job, if you're getting a high pay, just because you're not playing doesn't mean that you necessarily just going to want to have to leave, innit? And he said himself that he doesn't feel like he got a good enough chance. But equally, I can understand if Arteta wants runners and you ain't running, you're not playing. At the end of the day, he came in... And anything that's happened before him in terms of recruitment and that is not his problem. Besides maybe Pepe, obviously he's 72 mil in it, so you're going to have to play him a decent amount of times. But it's not his fault that the team gave 350 bags to him a week. Do you know what I mean? And if he's not doing what he wants in terms of his, his attacking or footballing identity that he's trying to implement on the team, then he doesn't play. It's as simple as that. It's up to the team now to try and find a way for him to go. And if not, then, yeah, you can talk to Arteta and see if there's a way to implement him. Because at the end of the day, with the stats this season, he was still our most creative player in the Which whole season. You know what I mean? Over the whole crazy. season. So I, would, I would like to think that or hope that there would be a way to kind of still get him into the team. But I can understand that even at his age, I don't know if the legs are there for what we need in the team. But if there's no recruitment in terms of like a camel or anything like that, I don't think we're going to have a choice, to be honest, because there is no creativity in the team. That's the thing, especially when you're paying the guy that kind of money, man. Yeah, it is, it's one of them. Do you know, It's like a bail situation, but it's, I don't blame the players in either situation. It's not their fault that you gave them money. Do you know what I mean? If, no. if they were playing really well and they were on a contract that was peanuts, it's not guaranteed that you'd even give them more money. Do you know what I mean? It works both ways. No, that's, literally. That's life, so. And yeah, we've seen that in, throughout, um, throughout in, in numerous sports, to be honest. But um, Bis, your thoughts on the Ozil situation? It's sad, man. You know, he, he is a great yeah. player. Great player, but... Fam, that's the thing, man. Ozil's always been a great player. I feel like his quality's always been there, but 
for years we've seen him just fall off, just get start getting lazy, start just losing sort of any sort of just zero energy. And I feel like, as Manny said, he's been in the team. There's only so much Arteta can do. He's there. We got we got to keep him. It's a shame that he's not going. I, I would I'd rather see him just get offloaded, isn't it? But the fact that we're gonna to have to keep him, as we said, if we can't get any sort of Cam or Sabios has to go, and we ain't got any sort of substitution, it is sort of a bit of a relief knowing that we've got Urzu there, someone that does still possess the quality that could sort of change us. I guess it's a shame that he's still there, but at least he's still got the ability. No, for sure, uh, big man. And big man, listen, I remember not long ago we were having debates about Urzu versus KDB. And now, 100%. now 100%. those discussions we are long gone. Long gone. Absolutely. <laughs> Down the train. Down the train. Look, so, talk to you about Fact Urzu. of the matter is, fact of the matter is, Arsenal, never mistaken Arsenal's, you know, dialogue of what they do and what, what they do wrong. Fact of the matter is, we gave them £350,000 because we thought that we could either keep him or Sanchez. We lost Sanchez. We decided to give him a contract for 350000 He's not playing up to the scratch that he once was. And now he's decided he's going to stay. I think it's not right. Obviously, there's nothing we can do about it. At the end of the day, it's not his fault. You guys were the ones that paid him, not him. He didn't say, give me the money. You guys gave him the money. So what I will say to that is, what we can do, if I'm honest with you, just do the simple stuff of, Literally play him, play him, play him in training as a guy that, you know, he knows how to, he can teach the young kids how to actually play, like teach them how to, you know, be more creative because we ain't really got any creative players in the field. So if we can use him as maybe as a guidance like a or mentor. teacher or something like that. Yeah, as a mentor, like someone that can, you know, guide the players on the pitch, see what they're doing. But for him starting... That's, hey, that's an match, expensive mentor, bro. <laughs> that is an expensive mentor, but that's something that you that's something a lot that of mentoring. We have to do because that's something we have to do because we're Arsenal Football Club. Arsenal Football Club were the ones that decided to give him three hundred fifty thousand. What can we do about it? He's got another two years, I think it is, right? Yep. Two years left in his contract. He's got two years just left the one, in his just contract. The one. Just the one. Oh, just the one. Let's just ride. Let's just let's just ride this storm. Let's just ride this storm. It's not a good storm. Let's just ride this storm. If he wants to play, he wants to look. Arteta, you used to play with this guy. All I will say is, why don't you have a little chat with him, see what he's really saying. Obviously, if he's still in that type of mood that I'm Meza Ozil, be your Meza Ozil. You can be your Meza Ozil for another year or so. After that, you know, we say our goodbyes. Obviously, you, we enjoyed some good times. But that's about it. There's no point us raving and ranting and always putting in the media. It's happening for two years now. It's getting a bit boring now, don't you guys think? But... He's, if he doesn't want to play for us, there you go. We shouldn't have to be, you know, fighting and all that. The, it's done now. 350,000 is there. Literally, like, it's, it's, done it's, it's done now. There's no point us trying to fight. It's like with the Sanchez with Arsenal, with the Sanchez with Man United. It was done. Like, what did they do? They kept him on the bench. They were just like, look, here, you're not doing your good. You stay on the bench. You let and him he go decided to can. leave. Exactly. Let him go when you can. There's no point us trying to fight it. We stay off. Come That's up. my view on it. Um, I'm in agreement majority of it. Um, firstly, I want to talk about off the field. Um, when he refused to take that pay cut, he was slated by a lot of people. Um, 
me for one, I, I'm in complete agreement with him, and I think he was justified in not taking that pay cut. 100%. Not, not, not from a sense of oh, I, I want my money. I'm on 350 bags. I want every single penny. Not from that perspective. But what he said in the interview you mentioned, Darren, was that if I'm going to take a pay cut, I need to know exactly where that money's going and how Facts. it's going to help the club move forward. Literally. So if I'm taking a pay cut now, and then eight months later, you're sacking 55 uh, staff members from the club. Well, I think he's absolutely justified in taking that pay cut. And I think he was the only one from the club who had the balls to stand up and say, actually, no, I'm not going to take the pay cut if you're not going to show me. He said he wasn't the only one. Yeah, oh, there you but go. That's, exactly. that's the only name that's been leached. You know what I mean? That's, what, so, that's what I'm saying. So, so no reason. If, if, from that perspective, I think I think people need to stop slaying Ozil. And I give him a lot of respect for doing that there and having the balls to stand up there. Definitely. From a footballing perspective, Mesut Ozil, man, what a shame. What a player. Big what shame. a player he was. Um, again, I don't know the ins and outs, so we can't really talk on it. Is it him that he's saying he doesn't want to play for Arsenal? Because if that's the case, then he's a joke man for going on Twitter posting pictures saying, I am ready, when clearly you're not. <laughs> if it's the thing where he is ready and the manager don't want to play him because he's not doing the legwork and, and he's just not, the, he's not able to defend from the front as we've seen from Arsenal this season, then as much as I'd love to see him in, in, in the team playing and he's on 350 bags, Look, if Arteta's coming in, as I said, he's being affirmative. If you're not going to do what he wants you to do, no matter who you are, no matter what money you're on, you're not going to play. So I think it's a shame. And what I'm saying is if he's got a year or two years on his contract, whatever it is, I think he should be playing. If he's not in the starting eleven, I think he needs to be in the 18. I think Ozil and Arteta, they've played together. So they need to try to come to some sort of arrangement in, whereby, you know, you can do your bit. I, I don't know, man. This is a tough one. I, I like Ozil. I'm a fan of Ozil. Um, but it's unacceptable that if you give the ball away, you don't run back. That's the first thing you need on a football pitch. Like before any talent, before any tactics. If you lose the ball, you chase back and play it. Kevin De Bruyne is the best player in the Premier League by a country mile. If he loses the ball, he's chasing back and he's defending uh, for his life to work for the team. So I think it's not acceptable to say I'm not that kind of player from an Ozil perspective. Uh... No, I agree, I agree with what you're saying, Jamal. I think it's a bit of both, you know. I think there's some some of the onus is on Ozil, you know. He's got to be willing to do what Arteta mm-hmm. wants him to do. Without you know, doubt. maybe change up his game a little bit. We saw that with um, Fabregas, changed up his game, was able to, um, you know, still be successful. Um, and I think some of the onus is on the board because, um, as you said, you, you're the one that paid him the money, you know. It's hard to... To go to him and say, oh, we need you to take less. Da, 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 da. Listen, you agreed the clause. And we saw it, um, the, the opposite of that situation um, in another sport, but similar situation, Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen signed a long-term deal. They, they didn't want to renegotiate his deal, even though he was underpaid. So, um, as you said, man, uh, I think a lot of the onus is on the Arsenal board as well. Um, big man, did you want to make a point before we move on? Like, I just wanted to say with the point of Rizal, but it's it's not how he plays. Yeah, I agree with that. It's like it's not good enough. But I do really need to stress that guys, we are coming into a new age. We're coming into a new age of football. Not it's not always that you used to see centre attacking midfield. You never used to see David Silver track back and try to get the ball. And that's how Mesut Ozil plays like a David Silver esque. But we're only raving and we're only literally just having a go at him because we're seeing new players do it now. 
like uh, De Bruyne, like uh, Kimmich, like all these guys in midfield that can run up and down the pitch. But back in the day, that's not how it used to be. It didn't used to be a centre-attacking midfielder that would literally be running all the way back yeah. to a Moscow defence uh, to try to get the ball. David Silva doesn't know, yeah. though. David Silva doesn't know. That's my point. They're the Vol same, will be extinct. He does that's all it is. He does it. He, he, if he can adapt his I, game, why can't Mesut Ozil? Yeah. That's the question. The same age, same type I of player. I agree with that. I agree with that, that he should be adapting because he should understand. But if he does say that that's not how he plays, look, he's 350,000 and it's on our fault. We can't be looking at Ozil saying, yeah, Ozil, it's your fault. There's nothing to do with Ozil, if I'm honest with you. It's take everything the money to do away with Arsenal. What can we do? What can we, yeah, you take the money away from it. What can we do to suppress and but improve? Maybe even improve Ozil. How about we, he's our most expensive player. Why don't we play around this style? Why don't we see something around him to play around? Because at the end of the day, if, is he not the most creative player in Arsenal? It proven. Is, but the reason, the reason I disagree with that. The most creative stats. The reason he, I disagree he, with I that. I don't think he's shown that he's still that level player to where you're building a team. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. My disagreement with that point. My disagreement with that point. Yeah, is if you're bringing in a new manager, and and the idea behind yeah. this is, it's a young manager. The idea behind this is okay. We're going to do things my way and this is how we're going to progress this club back to where it should be. You don't make any exceptions no matter who the player is. And so even... That's I, understand, I understand the point with saying Ozil's our best player so we should play around him. But at the same time, if this manager said, this is the style of football I want to play, this is... It's, it was not... I tried to call it the non-negotiables. If you don't do the non-negotiables, you're not going to play in my, in my football team. I don't think there should I, be any room for, for... if, Like we said, if David Silva's done it and he's won Premier League's changing his style of play to say, I'm going to track back when I lose the ball. I'm going to help defend with the team. Thomas Muller does it in that CF position. He'll, he'll track, he'll defend from the front. Players are doing it of the similar age from him. So I don't understand why there's this sense of, oh, it's Mesut Ozil, he's on 350 bags, he's got, he gets leeway. I don't, I don't agree with that. The reason why I'm saying it's a bit different is because because of the 350,000, his Ozil's excuse, obviously, it's not a great... It's look, it's not great on Ozil, but Ozil's excuses. If you don't want to do it, then don't play me. It's fine. I get my money regardless. That's the way he sees things. If you don't do it, fine. I get my money regardless. So that's why I'm saying we don't need to look at Ozil. Let's look away from Ozil. And like you said, we look at Arteta. If it's his playing style and he wants to change his playing style, I'm sorry, you need to say that in the press that that's my playing style and he Ozil doesn't fit into that. You don't keep saying no, but. Before that, was Dini keep saying, oh, it's personal matter, or, oh, no, he's injured. Inya Emery, oh, no, he's injured. He's in we can't keep doing that because why? It brings up questions like this. What happened to Ozil? What happened to, where's Ozil? Where's Ozil? We knew only recently, of recently, obviously, people like us, we know that the ins and outs with Ozil, that he wasn't playing because, obviously, he wasn't good enough. He was too tired and all that. But you've got fans out there who's literally wondering, where is Ozil? Where is Ozil? Where is he? He's injured. How long has he been injured for? We shouldn't be saying that in the media when we know the real fact is he's not suited for the style of play. He's a different style of play person. He's not suited for us. We just made a mistake. Simple as, if we're honest with ourselves, we just made a mistake. We gave him 350000 He's not suited for us. Let's move on now. Instead of every time they're asking the same question, where's Ozil? Where's Ozil? That's going to bring a weigh in on the club and put us down because every time we're going to have to keep talking about Meza Ozil, Meza Ozil, Meza Ozil. When the real fact I, I is he doesn't play extent. for us because of the style you get. I don't I agree, agree to an extent, yeah. To an extent, I agree. Though the only thing I disagree with there is saying that if Ozil's going to say, okay, this is how I play and if you're not going to like it and you're not going to play me, then don't play me. I disagree with that. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a 17-year-old from the academy 
or if you're a 30 year old coming for 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 80 million pounds, uh, unless you're Messi or Ronaldo, unless you are Messi or Ronaldo, if you are playing under a manager or a football team, you're an employee. Put it this way: you're an employee, and that's your manager. If he tells you to do something, you do it. If unless you're Messi and Ronaldo, if he tells you to do something, you bloody do it, and you do it for the not just for the club and not just for the manager. You do it for the fans who are paying, pretty much paying your wages. You do it for the people that are travelling every every match day. Obviously not now with Corona, but travelling every match day and paying a thousand two hundred for a season ticket. Uh, and you know what I mean? It's, you, you have to think about those sorts of things. You're an employee of the football club. That's the way I see it. Yeah, unless you're Messi or Ronaldo. Yeah, I think that's a good point, Jamal. You know, he he's definitely got. Um, he's got to find a way to get back in the team, fam. Because I think it's still not that you know he's not good enough. You know, I think he just has to um, find a compromise between him and Arteta, you know, so that he can at least come off the bench and, you know, impact games because he's still capable of, you know, finding Aubameyang or Lacazette for a sweet ball. So I reckon he, he will be more involved next season. And, um, yeah, that, that's good news. But um, firstly, I want to say uh, Biss had to slide out. So um, appreciate Biss for coming on and um, appreciate his takes. But... Um, Let's move on to something a bit more positive. Um, you know, so a lot of players have emerged this season, mostly young Gs. And then there's been a lot of um, disappointing players this season. But I'd say mostly at the back and, and in midfield. Um, so I want you guys to each give me one player that you feel is has overachieved this season and what you feel um, they're capable of doing moving forward, you know, next season and seasons to come. And I want you to give me one player which has uh, been a disappointment this season and uh, like you basically want out of the club. <laughs> so we'll start with um, Manny, you know, give me your, we'll start on a more positive note. So give me your, you know, your, your guy. Uh, to be fair, this is actually one thing that we can be quite happy about because we've had a lot of unexpected talent like shown this year, this season. Um, maybe more than we expected. So there's a lot of options, but I think for me personally, the most impressive has been Saka from just the viewpoint of the whole season and how he's come from kind of nowhere. Do you know what I mean? This is his first professional season. He's just been in the youth so far. Not many people knew who he was. He was just starting with Europa League stints and doing bits, you know what I mean? And these are big men that he's coming up against and now he's put up double figures for assists from left back a, a position that reportedly like he doesn't even want to play and he's scoring goals like he's been played on the left he's been played on the right wing he's been played in the middle by Arteta do you know what I mean so it's someone with a lot of potential and to be putting up numbers like that and even just some of the some of the performances even without numbers have just been quite enjoyable to watch which is, it's nice to see because obviously there's a lot of negativity going on in the club and that, but having a youth player coming on and just being exuberant and quite like excitable in the way that he plays is good to see, I think. So yeah, yeah I've, I've been happy. Certain interrupt. He's had a great year, man. But just to follow up on, on him, you know, does he start for you, man, next season? Because I feel it would be so harsh for him to have the, the kind of season that he's had... Um, this season, I think, and you might be think, like an average team, and him get dropped basically. Yeah, no. The thing is, it's it's a difficult one because I think even if he wanted to, or if it was a thing where we didn't recruit anyone for that left wing thing, 
I don't think he starts every, a lot because of his age. Do you know what I mean? I don't think you want to overdo it. Yeah, he's had a great season and that. But it's time to kind of ease him into the first team. Like You don't play, uh, what is he, 18-year-old, 38 games a season now. Like Just because he's had a good season, you bred him in. And to be fair, I don't even know where they're planning to play him this year. Do you know what I mean? Like Obviously, he did most of his stints at left back. He doesn't want to play there. And like I said, he's been on left wing, right wing in the middle. And that. So I think this is a season of him developing, progressing and maybe like playing all the Europa League games and coming in for some of the games in Premier League and, and that. But I, I don't really want to see him play every game because I feel like that's a bit too much for a player with his age and experience. Mm. So agree. hopefully he shares minutes with some of the best things. And that. Yeah, that's definitely fair. I just hope, you know, it doesn't lead to him taking a step back. Because the but, player um, to look at in comparison with that, I think, is Jack Wilshere. I think you don't want to risk overplaying a player especially in the very physical Premier League that we know it to be. Um, and then and then maybe it starts getting problems with injuries and things like that. Um, but it's nice to have the competition and the options there. But I think if a player is going to come in and do what Mbappe is doing or Haaland's doing at their age, you have to start them every game. Uh, I think with Saka, obviously he did well. He had a very good season for his age, especially. Well, I think, again, uh, I think Big Man said it again in the past, you give it some time. Like he's not, it doesn't mean that he's a Premier League starter now, day in, day out, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, you've got Willie and coming, Martinelli's doing this thing as well. So, so who's your guy then, Jamal? Guy that impressed you this season, and you're you know you're lacking the look of moving forward. Most impressive, uh, the impressive three for me in terms of overachievers would be Martinez, Martinelli, and Saka. Most impressive. No, just one, just one, just one. The one, the most impressive one. I, I say Martinelli. Uh, the reason being, in terms of overachieving. I, I know I knew about Saka from his, his academy days, and I, I know about Saka, so I was expecting that. Well, not this, but I was expecting something from him. Um, but Martinelli, we brought in a kid for however many chicken change millions from the Brazilian league, Second and division. he's come. Do you get what I'm saying? And he's come, <laughs> and the way he's adapted, not even adapted, the way that he just hit the ground running was a mad thing. Like you. Even when he's not scoring goals, yeah. When in the first couple of games, when I was watching him play, I was thinking, yo, this guy's bringing something different to the team. This guy, you know, he's, he's got an eye for goal. He's got an injection of pace about him. He's good on the ball and he's a finisher. He's a finisher. So, Martinelli, for me, it's a shame with the injury. With all the attacking options that we've got, I would hate to see that guy not play as many games as I want him to. If... For me, that guy needs to play some football, man. He's, he's a player. And that's what I'm saying, though. Do you stun his growth by bringing in a Willian? You know? I, I think Willian's going to play more as a cam. I think that's what's been reported. So, Martinelli, we know he can play off the left or we can play up top. If Lacazette is going to go to a Juve or whatever, then, oh, then there's a Nketiah as well. There's, there's an abundance of options still. But for me, Martinelli's over Nketiah. So, even Saka. Yeah. Even Saka. Saka as well. left spot as well. Like, like the Saka situation... They need to be playing. They need to be starting one third of the games in the season. All comps, I mean, um, and and they need to have some substitute appearances. But yeah, uh, they're both on long term deals. Martinelli's got a six year contract. Saka's on five year contract. Even if they only play a bit part, like one third of the season or half of the season, in all comps, I'm excited for the future with them too. But Martinelli for me, uh, for sure. Um, just to follow up, you know, the comparison is often. Um, Martinelli and Mason Greenwood taking my <laughs> bias away you know um, 
I don't even want to give my opinion on it, but just, you know, Martinelli's definitely a baller, but how do you feel about, you know, him compared to Mason Greenwood, Phil Foden, you know, that... that what I've seen so far, in terms of direct comparison between the two you mentioned, Greenwood is about... Oh, even to say that. Greenwood, I'll have to say it based on what he's done this season, he's a better goal scorer. But when I'm looking at all-round game, all-round game, I'll take Martinelli, I'd say he has a better all-round game. In terms of dribbling, uh, positioning, uh, he, he can score a goal with his head, he can turn out and open his body up, curl it in. My, my, Mason Greenwood is more of a, a goal scorer. He's given me that sort of Van Persie or whereas Greenwood gives me the more... Uh, sorry, Greenwood gives me that... Martinelli gives me that more sort of better all-round game. Um, I think it's early to compare him to those sorts of players, though, just because of his injury, uh, lack of opportunities starting in the Premier League and things like that. So, I, I, for me, I don't, I don't care about Mason Greenwood. I don't care about Phil Foden. All I care about is Arsenal focusing on on bringing Martinelli up to be the player who he's shown he can potentially be in the future for Arsenal. Yeah, I like Greenwood scored a header. I don't think he has. I, I, I think, think it's all left. I don't I, think he has. I think it's all left or right foot back from, so, yeah. from the 18 yard line. <laughs> No, no poacher, no, no poacher in the six yard box. No instincts there, no, boy. You know, let's, not, he, Mar- guys, let's not, you know, have too much into Mason. Martin Eddie can run in between, he can run, run in behind, he can get in between the sticks and be that poacher. He can use his head, he can run from the from us conceding a corner, uh, run the full length of the pitch, um. make Kante panic and, and stumble <laughs> and, and then crap himself and slot it past the keeper. So, I like, I like Martin Eddie. Yeah, no, because I, I like him as well, man. I want to see him get minutes. Do you know mm. what I'm saying? Because I feel as though he can, he can be an impact player for you guys. But um, big man, you know, who are you taking a liking to this season and like the look of moving forward? Got got some got a few. Options. They, were, they were both good options, obviously. But I'm gonna agree with Jamar on that one, and I am gonna say Martinelli only because it's like the other day I was reading some stuff. I think he's played like. 16 or 17 appearances and he's got 10 goals for assists. Stupid. That, stupid. You know what I mean? That's 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 not a assist that we're just going to shrug because Greenwood's getting 19 goals in that 37 appearances. We can't just shrug that off. But he's getting his goals. He's getting his assists. And to everyone listen, that listen, let's, let's, let's stay clear Let me finish. Greenwood <laughs> Let me finish. Let me finish. Please. And with everyone that and with everyone that's saying that, oh, yeah, is it going to stint it because Willian's there? I personally don't think so. You're playing with a guy that's also Brazilian. He's a champion in everything, basically, more or less everything. So he will teach him things that Martinelli point. may not understand. He will teach him a lot of things in that white wing, that left wing. He'll teach him as well how to play in the Premier League. Willian's been here for about how many seasons? Six, seven seasons in the Premier League. He's going to teach him how to play in the Premier League how to play against the big defenders, the small defenders, your awareness in and out of the box, playing with the big guys, playing against the best, playing against the best, playing with the best. That's what I see with Martinelli and William, that relationship. So that's why I give it to Martinelli as what's it called, being a youngster that I'm really looking forward to. Obviously with Saka, I'm seeing that there's going to be a lot of change, but the only problem that I have with Saka is because we don't know his position, because we don't know where he's actually going to play. It depends on Arteta getting it right not more or less exactly. Saka getting it right mm. if Arteta gets it right on his position then I'm with Arteta and I'm with Saka but it depends on literally on Saka's positioning but with Martinelli I know how good he's going to be because I can see already that Arteta's making the correct the correct stances on bringing in guys that could probably blend in well with Martinelli as well that's the way I see it right, but my 
my comment to that would be, you know, there's no substitute for experience. Do you get what I'm saying? And um, we want these guys, not we, but you, you want these guys to be ready sooner rather than later. Do you get what I'm saying? You don't want to see um, Martinelli come of age once Aubameyang's gone. What do you get what I'm saying? Once, you know, your, your more veteran players aren't the same guys that they once were. Do you think that you'd be better off giving these young these game time, giving them minutes so that, you know, they improve? The reason quicker? why I disagree with that, the reason why I disagree with that, because you're looking at now, you're looking at now like, oh yeah, these players, but that's not how it always was. I'm pretty sure you remember a young guy, you know, one of the greatest. Only, only reason why I'm looking at... You remember at, his name. Because of the now situation. Let me are contributing for you guys. It's not as though these men are just coming through playing small, small appearances. Let me learn. Let me learn. You're looking at, you're looking at, but I'm saying, do you remember around 20, 2008? When did Henri leave? 2008, right? No. 2008, seven, 2009? Six, oh, seven, no, no, I think. Oh, seven, I think, yeah. Mm. Who came in for him? Was it not Robin Van Persie? Robin Van Persie, did we not wait for him? He came in and he took the reins. And what did he do? He showed his class. We can't keep saying that we're going to wait for Aubameyang. Aubameyang is not like he's 26. He's 32 years but, old, guys. But listen and to... For listen him, Martinelli... Would you not have been better of off... Would you That's not have been I'm better saying. off, you know, giving Van Persie an opportunity so you can see, uh, you know, potential leading man to play alongside Henry? Do you know what I'm saying? Because you were banging, um, I think you were banging Adebayor, Adebayor and Henri up top. Imagine now if you'd, you know, given Van Persie some minutes earlier and he, he was ready to play. Do you know what I'm saying? I think that will happen, to be honest. Like, yeah. at the end of the day, like you say, Aubameyang's 32, and so I'm not expecting him to start every game for the next three years of the new contract if it comes in, do you know what I mean? And at that age, when you lose, like, your dad's... I'm not saying that if he gets injured or something like that, it could be a long-term injury. Do you know what I mean? A couple of months at a time, kind of thing. So I do think there will be natural like opportunities for progression for Martinelli. Mm-hmm. What I'd say, in them, no go on. Oh, sorry. What, what, what I was just gonna say is that with Saka and Martinelli, I'm not worried about standing their progression because. When you look at Raheem Sterling and Leroy Sané, two of the best wingers in today's game, and you ask them both who was pivotal to your development to become the player who you are today, they'll both tell you Mikel That's that's what's, what's been reported. That's what I, I saw on the um, the the. Um, I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not saying he's the only one. I know you're making faces. I'm not saying he's, the only, he's not the only one. Raheem Sterling, Leroy Sané both said it themselves. So mm. it's not me making up words. They both yeah. said it themselves. That Arteta was not even necessarily the most. He was just pivotal. He was important to that. So but let's also, can, but Jamal, if, let's if can also consider Raheem, Raheem. When Raheem got into the team, Raheem didn't come out. Do you know what I'm saying? Raheem broke in the team at 17, exactly. 18, and, and was getting games. That's at Liverpool. When he's come to Man City, I'm saying he wasn't 16, 17. Do you he wasn't at the same age as these men. He wasn't. No, he, wasn't he, he was a bit older. He was a bit, and, and not only was he a bit older. He'd already played a little bit of Premier League football, so I get what you're saying in terms about of Saka. Already, do you know what I'm saying? Saka's been games under one of your better players this I season. It's, it's yeah, hard yeah, to and say now. Premier League football. That's what I'm saying. Is yeah. No, if, but that if, little if Arteta, Premier League if Arteta, football. One sec, one sec, if Arteta's done that, if Arteta's done that, he he knows he he knows all these things that you're saying. Do you get yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If he's if he's able to do that with these players, he knows that okay, the importance of playing regular football. He knows that 
what he needs to coach them on the on the little things mm-hmm. and maybe players who need to older players who need to come in and guide them. He knows all of this, so I'm not worried in terms of whether Arteta knows or not what he needs to do to to help these players with their yeah, development. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So, big man, what would you say? Uh, I was gonna say that what that could be argued, guys, both of them, because you're looking at Nelly and you're looking at. Um, Saka, two guys that have come from the youth. obviously Martinelli, not the youth, but more or less the youth. Both guys have come from the youth. When you're looking at Sterling, Sterling that was at Liverpool, that was a you know Premier League challenging team. You know they finished two points behind City that season. That's for one, and Sterling was a part of that team. You can't say that he wasn't. He was a part, part, of, it, yeah, he was a part of it. Son, he was a big part of it. He was, he he was, was pivotal part of it. to it. He wasn't pivotal other than Sturridge and Suarez. It was man. SNS. What? SNS was not really and Sterling. Then, Don't get it. To and then looking at Sane, different But looking at Sane as well. Looking at Sane as well. Sane was playing for Schalke, first team as well. Playing against Ramage in the Champions League, playing against these guys are, were names that were already playing in big stages. Yeah, Martinelli that, and Saka. This is the first big stage. That's going with my point, though. My point, my point was that yeah, they were good players. Good players is all that I'd say they were, and they developed into great players. Now, I'm not saying that it's going to be the same path of development. All I'm saying is clearly Arteta knows what it takes. That's that. Do you get what I'm saying? Or clearly he has an idea of the process in which these players need to go through in order to make that development and, and maximise and optimise who they can become as, as footballers. No, so so I, sure. think, I think I think they're in good hands. I think I, I, there's not really, a, uh, from what I've seen and from what I've heard, another manager who I'd say, do you know what? No, actually, I'd rather have you over Arteta. From what I've seen, Arteta's the man for it. Both left-sided players on, on, on the wing. So as, as, hopefully uh, we see it, man, because that's something we're going to need to prove. Because you man have got a lot of um, young talent that you know, if do you know don't develop the way um, that we expect, then that that will say a lot about him. But let's move on to um, a guy that you know you want to leave the club. Let's uh, make it snappy. But um, yeah, who who you guys got? Someone that you know has been horrible this season and you just want want out of the club. Pepe. <laughs> Yeah, go and dive into it, mate. Dive into it. I'm joking. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. You guys go first. I want to hear what you guys say. Well, we all, the thing is, Pepe's the, in all honesty, Pepe's the obvious option. Like, if he didn't come with a 72 mil price tag, I'd be trying to get him out of here. <laughs> you get him gone? Uh, it's really one of them. Like, the thing is, I w- let me say, I wouldn't say get him gone, but he's a squad player for me. I don't think that he's a starter in, in the way that, I, well, from what I've seen this season anyway, like, I think that them would be better options. But at the end of the year, 72 no, is where, is where, at, where we are. You man got bumped, so boy. I've got to build around that. Boy. But the thing Jamal, is... Jamal, you look heartbroken, bro. Yo, that's the thing. Go on, man. Let me let you familiar. Yeah, if he was... If the fee was like even 50 mil up top, then 22 next year, then cool, we got bumped in it. We paid 20 mil and 14 mil a year for the next four or five years. Bro, and the it's thing is, that 14 mil year after year, that could have been an additional player, you know, every year. No, but players, it shouldn't be that deep. It, it shouldn't be that deep, though. With the owners that we've got, 14 mil a year should not be a dent. But it is. It's so dumb. I like that. That for me doesn't even well, make sense in itself. It is a dent. It's, it's sad. We're Arsenal. It is a dent. We're Arsenal. It is a dent. Forty million is a big dent. It's huge. No 
Imagine the huge. Huge then. 14 million. Out of our bank accounts. That's a lot of money. Yeah, but then we're oh, still doing man. stupid stuff like signing, what was it, Mari like, or Cedric Suarez for, Suarez for like 6 mil as well. Like, do you know say. what I mean? Bit... Here's what I, I will say. I, I, I completely agree with you, Benny, of Pepe being a squad player. Would I say that he's the one that I would have to leave? Unfortunately, no, because he's 72 million. And of course, I don't want a 72 million player 72 million player leaving our squad but with the Pepe situation like Jamar said to me and I have to agree with it look it's not his fault that it was 72 million so I do agree with that it's not his fault he's 72 million it's not his fault he needs to prove that he's at least 40-50 million which he's not proven he needs to approve that type of money but when it comes to a player that I want to leave I'll probably have to say it'll have to be a couple of defenders if I'm honest with you that Luis Socrates Mustafi, have a pick. Anyone have a pick of their own, like any any pick one of the bunch, but one, maybe two of them, gotta go. So the other one that's there can learn that look, when we're being serious with Arsenal, if you're just as bad as the two that just left, you will be next. That's just as simple as it goes. That's how I see Arsenal should be. We need to come to a club, we need to come to a, to a, an arrangement where the club shows that we're ruthless as well. We can't just be nice and nice to everyone. We're bringing in all these old guys. Not old, let's say, but guys home, that bro. The yeah, literally. And then we're coming to collect pensions. And they're coming to Arsenal because why? Arsenal's a good club. This, no, this is like a, it's a scapegoat club. Like, that's not, if we're fighting for stuff, sorry. These type of people, they shouldn't be here, if I'm honest with you. That's my view Thanks. on it. Juma? I think the man that might be a mad harsh on Pepe still. <laughs> I think I think without a doubt he has not proven to be a 70 million player. No, no way has he. But to say that a player who's coming to a club in turmoil and giving you 18 goals and assists, uh, to I say you want that player that, out man. of your club, or to He's say that a few that you corners, want... a few penalties, and a few free kicks. Thank you. But then, but then in, that, in, in, in that, that scenario, then, why don't why don't we say that about Bruno Fernandez then? What's my one of one? We do. We do. No, but people. No, but people don't. People don't say about Bruno. Like more time, it's not to the extent with Pepe. And yeah, you'll say that's just because of the price tag. But you're now saying that Pepe should be out of the club for it. Do you get what I'm saying? You see the difference. Know, I Pepe should be out player, of the I club. For it. It. I'm taking the yeah. Well, there's a difference. Yeah. But Jamal, but Jamal, there's a difference when, when there's a difference when Bruno Fernandez's goals from the penalty box are getting you three points and getting you stuff when Pepe's is getting you still a loss. Like, yeah, Pepe's, he's got... No, he's, majority he got of Pepe's been getting us wins. Majority of Pepe's been getting us wins. Got a goal against Brighton. Hang on, hang on, hang Gave on. us the win got against, against Brighton, Brighton, Victoria, West Ham. Hold on, hold on, Jamar. Jamar, hold on, hold on. He got us, he got us a goal against Brighton, but we lost that game. Okay. Do you know that? Okay. Recent, recent... What was his other goal recent before that? What do you mean? Like his goals before that, except for the West Ham game and the two free kicks. When has Pepe West been the one that? I told you, I told you, I told you. Except for I said, except for I said, except for West Ham. I said, except for West Ham. West Ham and Victoria. Oh, there's Man United. Oh, let me finish. Go on, go on. Man United. Um, Chelsea got the assist for the winner in the FA Cup final. Um, and it's the same points they are making about him scoring against Brighton and us losing the game. Fernandez scored his penalty and they lost. They got knocked out of the Europa League. Do you get what I mean? So I think I think whereas yeah, an Arsenal player, saying, it's what? a bit harsh. Just people like to go in on Arsenal players a what? bit much. 
But the difference with Fernandez is one, his goals and all that's taken us third, taken him third. Arsenal's is t- we're still eighth, by the way, bro. We, we Bruno's impact that. is not most of it is not. Based not on no, 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 no. Don't, 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 don't um, misconstrue what I'm saying. Innit? I'm not saying. I'm not comparing the two by any means. If if Bruno and Fernandez did not come to Man United, and he was cheaper, United, I, don't, I don't think Man United would be in the top four if Bruno Fernandez didn't come to Man United. Put, no it, doubt. put it that way, innit? So I'm not comparing the two. And all. all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, people need to. I get the price tag stuff, but he's not had a shit season by any means. By any means, a player that I'd want to go for me is Guendouzi. Needs to see the the the, the back of the door for me. Um, we'll get a good 35 million for him, 30 odd million for him, I think. Um, just based on him being young and, and there being some, some, some that, but I'd happily take it. Man, but, do, because for me, for me, even look, even if we can get 25 million for the kid, yeah, hey, hey, you know got, what I'm stunned about? Chicken change, chicken How did change? you man like get 40 him. mil for Alex Awerby? Hey, look, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the best business that's I've the ever best seen. I've ever. <laughs> That's the best nah, business I've ever seen. That is money longer than They must have owed you, man, like peas or something. Boys, they just tacked it onto the transfer fee or something. 40Ms. Yeah, um, that's, that's, that's love Let's it. move on to that's the final topic, man. Um, speaking of it will be in Pepe. Wait, wait, quickly, though. Yeah, go. Hold on, Darren. Quickly, that just to go off that off field one, um, besides the defense, well, partly the defense, but besides the centre back, I'm tired of Bellerin. I'm Shut tired up. of it. And I've been tired for like two, three years now. Like even that. before he went to injury, um, before like he got that. injured, now that he's come back, he's even worse, bro. And he's, right. he's doing the up captain or vice but captain. But what, does Ainsley make the last yeah, No, but listen, what you're saying about making the last and what we previously <clears throat> said, yeah, it says, no. something, it says something that I would take him over Bellerin and that says something about Bellerin. No. Yeah, that says something no. about Bellerin. No. What does Bellerin do? Let's not, listen, let's not dive into Ainsley Maitland-Niles. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think we know. I, I, I take him. I think it's uh, when he made the point, you know, you just need to improve at, at that spot. But um, Yeah, it's not his position, isn't he? But he's, he, he's adapting, I still think. Exactly. Let's um, just touch on your thoughts on the William signing. And, you know, just any pressing concerns that you have that you feel need to be addressed in this window. Just as, um, just to wrap it up. Oh. Manny? Like, I'm just tired. Like, he's old, isn't it? Like, and I, personally, as you know, Darren, I never liked him. Never. He's just, he's <laughs> never been my guy. And it's pissed me <laughs> off that he's actually ended up here. And we know that he's only ended up here because we're the only other team that would offer him a three-year contract. Three-year deal. So you know what I mean? It's not it's not like we got him because he said that he wanted to come. Um, he turned down a contract from Chelsea because he believed in the system and what we were doing here. At the end of the day, he wanted security for him, his family and his life. And, it, and he's here. It's one of them. And now that they're talking about but playing him as a cam, which I haven't seen him do in years, do you know what I mean? That's a FIFA thing, do you know what I mean? When you just slap them in there for ultimate team. To be fair, he used, he used to play them before he came Chelsea, to be fair. Exactly. Before he came Chelsea, he was a cam. How long ago was that? Course, when he was yeah, playing no, 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 in the no, no, Russian no, no, league, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I think if anyone can do something with it, hopefully Arteta's the one to do it. But I just think it's a weird signing in terms of like the lack of money that we have. And that's kind of where you're trying to go with it. Another guy that's on, that's 32, he's older than Abavian, I think, going on the same like three-year contract for like uh, 100, 200 bags a year. But he's here now, isn't it? 
at the end of the day. That he's one, he's a person that can really turn up in big games, but then will go missing for so many games Next after that. That's what games. I found frustrating about him. Do you know what I mean? Like all of a sudden, he was like the player of the month for Chelsea in the last couple of games. But where was he the rest of the season? I don't like that kind of player, but it is what it is. That's where we are now. Um, so I think personally, in terms of other positions that we need to get, I think the CDM has been a problem since the Invincibles, which pisses Thanks. me off. Like to this day, that that hasn't been addressed properly. It's embarrassing to be honest. And it says a lot that Gwen Jacko has probably been one of your better players, but you still need you to know improve. How... <sighs> I don't even like him, man. I bro, really don't. Bro, I'm not gonna bro, lie. Bro. I, I'm not feeling him, and it's it's true. Like you say, like he's actually been one of the better um, centre midfielders, especially after lockdown. So I think that definitely needs to change, and a centre back, to be honest. Because the main reason I think we need a centre back, even though Arteta has been able to kind of make these wise defenders look competent is the fact that he has to use a back three to do it. And I do not like the back three system. I don't like the fact that we have to play two in the middle. Do you know what I mean? And we've got two restricted midfielders at that. So if we can get a centre-back that can hopefully make um, four at the back more of a, a, a decision that we could actually get to, I think that would be better. That's key. Um, That's definitely key. Yeah, we, we, the thing is, we need so many players that we could go on this like all day. Because... I don't know. I would say we need a cam, but apparently that's what Willian's here for, and so what? What can we really do now? Just hopefully that they address some of the concerns at least, because as you said, these concerns have been going on for a decade plus. Jamal, so, um, uh, thoughts on the Willian signing? I think it's good that that big man touched on in terms of he can help Martinelli. Uh, being Brazilian as well and, and playing a similar position. I think that's a good element to it. But again, Manny is absolutely right in saying that realistically, the guy's not there because he's been an amazing player that needs to come in and improve Arsenal. For him personally, he's there probably for the job security and whatever, staying in London and, and all of that. And for Arsenal, because he's a free transfer. Make the, he's an awesome player now, so you're going to support him no matter what, and you're, you're going to you're going to hope that he can do well for the club, whether that's on the wing or in that camp. Um, players that we positions we need to improve on, I think we still need a camp because we ain't got a camp other than William apparently, who's now a camp. Um, and and his with his age and his inconsistencies, he's not going to start every single game for us. I know that for mm-hmm. a fact. So I think we need a camp. Um, more sort of. Uh, emergency positions that we need to sort out right now. We need a DM. Because Granit Xhaka, as you said, as good as he's been and the stats and the records show that when he's not in the side, we don't win as many games. He, he's just, he's just, he ain't it for me. He's just not. Because if a player, he's not dynamic enough, he ain't got the legs. If a player mm-hmm. goes past him, he's either going to foul them or, or that's it, they're running out of back. He's fouling. Do you get what I'm saying? So, and if he fouls them, that's it. That's yellow cards for, for, for the rest of the game, potential red cards, things like that. It's not something I want to be seeing. Um, if a party can come in, that's just a dream. I don't even look at the transfer news no more because we'll be linked to Messi next. Now that you know what I'm saying, we'll just be linked to so many players and for like three months time, and, and nothing's gonna happen. So let's just hope a DM can come in and centre back. So as you lot have said, I like the look of Gabriel from what I've seen. I like the look of Saliba from what I've seen. But they're both young guys, man. Like I would love us to just go out there and. 
I don't know, just get someone that you know is established or at least is doing it in the Champions League or something like that. Dayo Pumakono, before signing that five-year Ooh. deal, I, I I was on my knees for Arsenal Begging, please. A, a respected bid for him. Oh, the guy's going to sign made a five-year deal now. What made it worse for me was then watching him play in the Champions League. Watching him play and boss it. And that boss it. You uh, bossed it. That's that's the type of player that I want to come see play for the club. I agree with you that we need to revert back to a back four. I agree with you 100% with that. The left-back position sorted. We need to get in maybe, for me, even if Gabriel comes in and we offload three other centre-backs, for me, we need another centre-back, but one that is proven. Um, And uh, for me, none of the three right-backs are good enough for where we want to be. I know we've just signed um, um, Suarez, so he's staying. For me, right. Bellerin needs to go. Maitland-Niles even needs to change his position, um, come to the terms of he's going to be playing right back and try to do his best there, or he needs to go as well. Okay. But we need a right back for me, bro, because otherwise we're going to be in a Man United left back position. That's the way I see it. We need a right back, ASAP. But um, more immediately, DM and centre-back. Fair. Um, big man. Uh, well, with the Williams um, signing, I've always thought that it just never made sense. It still doesn't make sense and it probably won't make sense in the future. But the only point with that is that it could look bad on Arteta because at the end of the day, you can ask yourself this question. Okay, so why did you sign him? Okay, he could be free, but why did you give him the wages when there's other places? Literally, you wages. big wages. You gave, him, you gave him a three-year deal. That means that he's going to be there till he's 35 years of age. Who's to say that he doesn't do another Meza Ozway where if he's not playing good, he's just like, you know, what, I'm staying there. Of course he will. No doubt. <laughs> even now, even next season, but he's not going to bang 38 that's, games. That's little things that doesn't... Huh? Even next season, he's not going to bang 38 games. So for him, he's only, like, he's only getting older. Yeah, so yeah. you're absolutely right. Do you know what I mean? So like, this is the same recurring problem with Arsenal. Of we do silly things that... Even in the eye perspective, even from the eye test, if you're looking at it from the screen, you're just looking at it on the screen, you know that it's not the right decision. But yet we're Arsenal, you know, things like that don't change. With now positioning, I've always said the centre-backs are washed. Like, let's just be honest with ourselves, because if we're there saying that Xhaka, as good as he's having or since Arteta's been here, but I don't like him, as good as Arteta's made the centre-backs and all that, we cannot go away from the fact that they're all dead, guys. We cannot just stop now because they've had a good 10, 11 games and start saying, no, yeah, maybe, no, no, maybe, maybe. They are Go gone, guys. Like, they are gone. I'm Long so sorry. Let's try to get as much money as we can for these three. Obviously, David yeah. Louise is staying because he signed a new contract. But let's try to get enough money as we can for the centre-backs that we know are washed. Let's stop trying to develop them. Let, let someone else develop them at Everton or Southampton. Let someone else do, deal with that. We should get a new centre-back, someone that shows that I'm a winner and he will come in is the winner mentality. The mentality of, remember when Bruno Fernandes first came at Man United? Obviously, he, has, he hasn't won stuff, but that mentality of, I want to win every game and you play every game till to 90 win. minutes of a winner to win the game. If there, we get one of some, those... If we get one good, of those... Um, sorry, go on, go on, finish. If we get one of those, I think that should be fine. We have that and then we can put him in between. So we can put him in between Saliba and Gabriel and let them learn off of him. That's the way I see it. And as in the defensive mid, obviously, I would have a Thomas Partey and have Xhaka as a hunter. So Xhaka, he'll sit on the bench 
And if anything goes wrong, oh, that's where we okay. bring Jeff in. That's the way I see <laughs> I thought you meant a hunter in the starting. Seriously, I was going to say, bro. What? Hunting who? Yeah, no, 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 no. We have him as a hunter, so we put him on the bench. Obviously, we can't take away from the fact of he's had a good end of the season. So we'll put him on the bench. And if anything goes wrong with Thomas Partey, that's where we bring in Xhaka. Because he's still experienced in the Premier League. He still knows how to play in the Premier League. It's not like he doesn't. He can come back in, slot back into Thomas Partey when Thomas Partey is not having the greatest time. Because we're all screaming Thomas Partey, Thomas Partey. He can come in and he can be dead and then what? We'll all just be like, oh, well, yes, first season, give him time. This is the problem. I'm so sorry. There's yeah, no the time. There's no time for next season. Next season, it's... if we want to finish where we want to finish, all this time, time talk, has got to go out the window. Especially with a player like Thomas Partey, where you're going to potentially be paying a £45 million release clause, which for other clubs might not be a problem. But for Arsenal FC, who are brass apparently... That's your whole budget. That, that is the whole budget gone. So the, 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 the recruitment has to be absolutely spot on, especially after Pepe. The reason being, if Partey comes now, we spend £45 million, the chances are we're not going to buy other midfielders. So if we've got Partey there now... and he You've got to keep perform, some bias as well, bro. Yeah, we've got keys for that 100%. If, if Partey comes in, he doesn't perform, yo, that means that we're literally back to the same midfield that we've had. And what then? So. Exactly. Exactly. No, thanks, man. Just right. need but, the mindset um... of, we need the mindset of, okay, we're going to get this guy and let's see what he does in the team. If not, here's our backup route. Exactly. We've got a Jacques that's played in the Premier League. He knows what he's doing. We've got a Ceballos that can play alongside him. If there's a problem, he can play alongside Jacques. That's the type of things that I want to see. From centre-back, I want to get rid of Mustafi. I want to get rid of Socrates. It's not a, oh, oh maybe next gosh, season, yes. maybe next season, here's a chance. We need to get rid of these guys. If they want to develop, if they want to become better, let them be better at Everton. Let them be better at... Um, what's I think Socrates has gone Napoli. Literally. Socrates has gone Napoli. Yeah, like, so. go, go to teams. Go to Fingers teams crossed. where other managers will develop you. We want to finish in the top four. We want to try to progress and all that. Let's get rid of all this waste. I'm not being Facts. funny. You guys are good. You've won your FA Cup. You've won your trophy. That's thank you for it. your that's service. It. Goodbye. That's, that's, exactly. Okay. Thank you for your service. Mm, Have a nice night. <laughs> uh, hey, speaking of thank you for your service, lads, I appreciate your service in coming on the pod. It's been a great episode. Arsenal special. Hopefully you, man, you know, uh, make some great signings. You know, I think look good for you moving forward, man. But um, appreciate you guys for coming on. My pleasure. Uh, Thanks for having me. Follow us on the socials at Eyes on the Ball TV. Um, yeah, man, and expect more great content and uh, expect the lads to come back, man, because we will be churning out great content for you guys with them and them. And uh, yeah, man, we out. We out. <laughs>